This podcast is brought to you by Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development's Greens Directorate. Hello and welcome to our series focusing on areas of Broadacre Greens research. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in Broadacre crops. My name is Cindy Webster and I am a research agronomist based at DeepHerd's Narogen office. Today, I'm talking with Sarah Collins, a DeepHerd research scientist based in South Perth, about the effect of a green bridge on root lesion nematodes. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me here. Sarah, can you tell us a bit about your role at DeepHerd? Oh, my role at DeepHerd is quite varied. Um, I do research as a nematologist. Uh, that means that our group does research uh, within, mainly within Broadacre. We also work in the horticultural or irrigated agricultural areas. Um, we're called, a, called upon by policy and quarantine and our diagnostic services when they need expertise. And for those listeners that might not have heard about a nematode before, can you please explain to our listeners what is a nematode? Nematodes are actually tiny translucent round worms. Um, they are in the animal world as well as in the our world of the soil, but they are um, most of the ones that we have in the soil are microscopic, and you can't see them with the naked eye. They are really numerous in in a healthy soil. So if you picked up a handful of soil from a healthy um, environment, you'd probably have millions of nematodes um, in your hand. Because there are so many nematodes in the world, uh, we group them basically by what they eat. So we group nematodes into a number of main feeding groups. So we have fungal feeders, bacterial feeders, um, omnivores, so they kind of eat whatever they like. Um, we have the predators that like to eat other nematodes. And then we have the plant parasites and plant associates. So the plant parasites in our world of agriculture are the ones that get all the attention. These are usually the only ones that have common names. And the plant associates, these are ones that kind of have a little bit of a nibble on plants, but we don't think that they actually cause damage. All of these types of nematodes are a really natural part of our ecosystem and they're actually really important for organic matter breakdown. So they help to um, help break down the organic matter. They provide food for different parts of the um, biological ecosystem in the soil and they also eat lots of different things within that ecosystem. So this is all part of making nutrients readily available for our plants to uptake. And what are the most common plant parasitic nematodes that cause yield losses in the WA Grain Belt? So in Broadacre in WA, uh, we have one nematode that causes a lot of damage, um, which is really widespread, and that's root lesion nematode, or we call it by its short name, RLN. In WA, we've also got uh, a cereal cyst nematode, which is quite, luckily, because uh, it is a really destructive nematode, um, its distribution is quite restricted to certain areas within the grain belt. There's a third nematode that comes up every now and again. It's called a burrowing nematode. Uh, it's less common than either of the root lesion or the cereal cyst, but when it does create a problem in paddocks, it can be really destructive to plants and plant yield. These um, plant parasitic nematodes that we have, they actually feed on the roots of our plants. And 
they actually do that, depending on which nematode type it is, they do that either feeding within the plant root itself or feeding from the outside. So our root lesion nematode actually has the ability to go in and out of plants, but it spends most of its life cycle within the plant. So it causes different types of damage to the plant roots of our crops. We have the physical damage that's caused, which sort of as the nematode punches holes into the side of the root to gain entry, and then as the nematode moves within the root system, and it also develops feeding sites depending on what type of nematode, and it sort of sucks the nutrients um, out. So obviously this causes damage too within the um, within the structure of the root system, and they lay their eggs inside the roots. So obviously there's all these different physical things that are happening. Do these nematodes cause yield loss every season in infested paddocks? No, they don't. Uh, that's one thing that makes them quite tricky for farmers to uh, recognise. Root lesion nematodes are widely distributed within our paddocks in Western Australia, so they are a natural part of our ecosystem. And they really show their faces when the seasonal conditions and um, the crop sowing are, are right for them. So if you like, we think about it, it's like a balance. We, look, we talk about a disease triangle where you have the environment on one tip, you have the pathogen or the nematode pest on another tip, and then you have the crop that you grow on the third tip. So if there's a balance and you have the environmental conditions are good and this is, it's a susceptible crop, then the pest or nematode can, can create issues. But if the environment isn't so good for the nematode in a certain season or particularly if the management is such that the nematode doesn't get a good foothold or we have an early start where the crops grow vigorously, or importantly, if there is a non-susceptible crop growing, then, then you don't get yield loss or you don't see it as much. So there's, there's those sort of things. Unfortunately, uh, most of the common growing crops in WA are susceptible. So we have um, susceptible barleys, wheats, uh, oats and canolas. There are other things that impact that balance um, where they might help the um, nematodes get a foothold and cause damage. And there are other constraints within the paddock. So um, if you have a difficult soil type, uh, they particularly like our gravelly soils or our sandy soils. You have a drought season, things like that. They can all contribute to the nematodes being particularly bad in um, in a bad season or you're not seeing them at all in a different season. Okay, so it sounds like they are can be quite a problem, but it, as this seems to be happening below the ground, how will growers know that they have root lesion nematodes affecting their crops? What are some typical symptoms that they might see above the ground? The symptoms of, ne of root lesion nematode or plant parasitic nematodes in general are quite um, difficult to identify um, straight off. Often it's the last thing that people look at. But remembering that the nematodes are actually damaging the root systems and they're sucking the nutrients and water from the plant instead of the plant having it available for its own functions. Because it's caused that physical root damage, it means that the plants themselves become ill-thrifty they look like they have nutrient deficiency or they wilt easily because they don't have the root systems or they're not getting the nutrients. So with root lesion nematode, it's quite a patchy distribution within a paddock. 
So you get these patchy areas of poor-looking growth. Um, they're quite yellow. Um, they'll wilt easily. They're often also areas where you get lots of weeds because obviously that bit of the crop doesn't do well over the seasons, so the weeds are able to get in. And we have a lab service at the department. Um, can growers send a sample in to have the plants tested for these nematodes? Oh, it's really important to, um, if you think that you might have a uh, nematode problem, it's really important to diagnose. And I say that because there are so many things that um, when you're dealing with the soil world, it is hard to identify things. Rhizoctonia solano or Rhizoctonia bear patch, for example, actually causes similar patching in a paddock to root lesion nematode. And they are often together in the same paddock. Rhizo's patches are a bit more circular, so obviously I can hope to see the difference, not always. But to know how to manage your paddock, you really need to know exactly what you have there. There's no point in managing for Rhizoctonia bear patch if you've actually got root lesion nematode, for example, because they behave quite differently. And we also have a number of different species of root lesion nematode. Um, in Western Australia, the main ones that we deal with are called Pratolenchus neglectus and Pratolenchus quasiterioides. Um, and unfortunately, in some areas, have one called uh, Pratolenchus penetrans. Now, these have quite different preferences for what they like to eat, so it's important to get an actual diagnosis. You get a diagnosis during the season. The best way is to, to actually go out into the paddock, dig up some plants from an area that is not doing well and some that are doing well and send them into our departmental diagnostic services. If you want to have a test done outside of the season, then it's uh, good to, um, or prior to the season, uh, you can also send a Predict B test across to SARDI from getting a certified consultant to take the sample, just a soil sample for you. And now moving into management, how can these plant parasitic nematodes be managed by growers and consultants? Plant parasitic nematodes in Western Australia. Um, so mainly we manage for root lesion nematode, as I said before. But the cereal cyst nematode and burrowing nematode have some of the same um, treatments. So the things that work well are early sowing, uh, crop rotation, rotating out of the uh, crops that are most susceptible. Now, unfortunately, um, the main crops in Western Australia that we grow are susceptible to um, many of the main crops, I should say, not all. So our cereals barley, wheat and oats all are quite susceptible and so is canola. Um, our lupins fortunately are resistant and so are a number of our pastures. So it's important to either have a crop rotation that includes a non-cereal and a non-canola or to use varieties that are more resistant and those variety choices that are more resistant are in our variety guide. Maintaining good nutrition um, is important when you have uh, nematode-infested paddocks as well. Obviously, um, maintaining good nutrition is good for any crop, but there's a point where you have to acknowledge or realise that just throwing more nutrition, more not nitrogen onto a paddock that has soilborne disease issues or root lesion nematode issues is not going to give you the outcome that you want because when you're growing big crops or growing crops 
uh, you are also creating a root system that the plant parasites also um, enjoy to live and multiply in. Weed control is also important. This is weed control within the season. Um, a number of our weeds are also susceptible um, to our plant parasitic nematodes. So um, weeds will also maintain and grow nematode numbers. And this is particularly important then when we have a green bridge situation because then you're allowing nematodes um, and other plant parasites to continue to multiply and maintain or grow their numbers in during that summer to spring period. And WA has had a wet season in 2021 and a long finish. How will this affect um, root lesion nematode activity, do you think? Yeah, we, um, we're a bit wary of what might be to come after such a a long and wonderfully big season for a lot of growers in Western Australia. As you said, we had a, um, a wet season. We had an early start and we've ended up with a long finish in a lot of areas. So if you think about this from a plant point of view, you can also imagine it from a nematode point of view because it's feeding on the plants. So we've had a season that has been quite warm, um, very wet. These are conditions that the nematodes love. Um, they've had lots of root systems and lots of really big root systems um, to uh, grow and multiply in. So they've had both extended multiplication and they've had good large crops, which would have good large root systems, hopefully, if they haven't been too nibbled, uh, means that there may be um, a large a number of multiplied paddocks, if you like. There was also a number of uh, growers in the wetter areas that weren't able to get their herbicides on to their crops during the season. And this may mean that the number of weeds out there will have also carried um, higher numbers of the root lesion nematode. And it might have a, the weeds might have a carryover effect into that green bridge that we may get this, um, this season. And just going out into paddocks at the end of the season when we've been working, getting our, um, doing our own research sampling, I've seen a lot of crops, uh, particularly canola, that are re have started regrowing post-harvest. Um, this is a bit of a worry. Uh, hopefully it gets really as dry as we'd like it and they'll die down. But just remembering that while those crops are um, growing and their root systems are active, the, nematodes will the root lesion nematodes remain active as well. And we have mentioned... Uh, the green bridge. If rainfall does continue over summer into 2022 and there continues to be a green bridge, what are the implications for next season in 2022? What happens in the next season will really depend on what happens over the summer period. And it also depends, of course, of what the growers, how do the growers decide to manage um, their paddock or any, any infested paddock in the next season. So I talked about earlier, there's a balance um, between your environment, what crops you sow and the nematodes themselves. So if we have a soil and, a, um, and the ambient temperature and rainfall is conducive, you need to have a susceptible crop, obviously, for there to be an issue. And it depends on if the nematodes, uh, what happens to the nematodes over summer. So does look like we might have high levels of nematodes after this season. So it will depend on how the green bridge is, is handled, 
what crops are sown, whether a hopefully a resistant, if it is a susceptible crop, that a resistant, more resistant variety is grown, um, and what happens as the next season progresses. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sarah. You have just listened to Sarah Collins, Deep Head Research Scientist. More information on root lesion nematodes and other nematodes can be found on the DeepHead website at www.agric.wa.gov.au. My name is Cindy Webster and thank you for listening.